Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Man on the Rocks. It is I, the premier politicker professor, Joe. Joining me, as always, uh, I don't have a good alliteration for Atlas. Well, that makes me sad, but hello, everybody. This week, we're revisiting politics, this time with some fire underneath us. Um, Atlas rants for like three quarters of this episode, and I chime in where I can. Uh, bro, it's a I great got episode. We have thoughts. Oh, Atlas has thoughts. I have a few thoughts. Atlas has most of the thoughts this episode. Either way, it's a fantastic time. We talked about politics. We love talking about politics here almost as much as Atlas loves telling people about these announcements. Uh, fortunately for everyone else, no announcements this no week. No announcements this um, week. Other than happy holidays, whatever that may mean to you, um, we're really excited to move into a new year with this uh, project, the podcast. Um, got some excited, uh, exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. Um, got gameplay videos that should be coming up relatively soon. Uh, we got a new idea for um, some sort of like virtual pseudo tournament thing that's coming up that we're yeah, excited we're to share the, with y'all. We're still cooking. We're still cooking. Um, so yeah, so some interesting stuff. Uh, but as far as like tournaments and things go, nothing. Nothing, nothing new, nothing really. Spend so, time with your loved ones. Yeah, pretty much. Spend time with your loved ones um, and check back for a new episode of the podcast in the next week or so. Uh, we'll have something new for you announcements wise tournament wise probably start of the new year hopefully yeah hopefully first week of the new year yeah um we're looking for some new uh for some new announcements um we're keeping our eyes to the discords and the social medias and all those things yeah all that all that good good speaking of all that good good uh all the all the social links in the description in the show notes uh discord server all that all that fun stuff come on say say hi to us um, especially want to say hello to this episode's lucky patron. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Meow Sarita, long, uh, one of our one of our OGs. Thank you for supporting us. This one goes out to you. You should come on down. Get a drink with us. I've heard I've heard I've heard some rumblings in the, in the old Twitter sphere anymore. X X universe X sphere. Where it, it is there like a good name that's not Twitter sphere anymore? Because I like the term Twitter sphere too much. <laughs> Twitter sphere is catchy. I think let's let's roll with it. Oh, I'm just like asking you, uh, like, like just in general, like I, Twitter sphere is like a world, a word that's been around for like ever, but like there's no, X-sphere, there's nothing like Twitter fun. sphere, yeah. X verse, no, that's X verse. That's that's awful. I hate that. I think I hate that more than the fact that the that it's called X now. I've gotten really uh, ignorant of a lot of the talkings about like CDH on social media. Like I still like will watch like gameplay videos and whatnot and like i but i've i've mostly tuned out of like podcasts and like greater social media for the most part which is probably to some detriment in terms of my play because i don't fully know what people are playing out there but like i have enough like general knowledge and general intuition that could probably figure out most things a little help from the table maybe um but one thing in particular is kind of slid across our desks uh that we've heard rumblings about and uh Alice, it sounds like people are bad-mouthing politics, again, is what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, it does sound like what we're hearing. Um, I, yeah, I'm not really sure why. Um, seems like people don't like losing to others, like, assessing threats or, like, misassessing mis- threats. Mm-hmm. And, um, it seems like that's, uh something that some of the players out there are complaining about okay it is i guess like the obvious question is obvious like is that like actually like a problem is that like actually like a thing um like i I guess like it is possible to have like bad threat assessment and like misassess the situation and it is possible to be the person in the driver's seat kind of steering that like whole boat so to speak yes and um so one of the things i'm hearing complaints about is um people are using cdh as a method to like debate different ways to play the game Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they're not like they're not trying to like play magic at a higher level um 
competitive magic at a higher level. So I think that uh, one of the things to consider when playing, when like thinking about uh, CDH is like, what is the format exactly? And I think that is um, really what this conversation boils down to is some people see the game as uh, like 1v1 magic, um, but instead of playing 1v1, you're playing 1v3, and it's at, like, a super competitive level, and blah 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 blah. Uh, which I think also lends itself to the argument that, um, people are, like, that people are making where, where, like, you can't have a competitive multiplayer format. And mm -hmm. I think that that, um, I think those two sort of, like, lean into one another, where, uh, my personal perspective is that, um, Multiplayer magic is more akin to something of a board game, uh, where uh, there are four different like players sitting at this uh, table, and you're trying to you're obviously trying to win the game, uh, but everyone's trying to win the game in like the most wholesome way possible while negotiating the various intricacies of that particular board game and mm. i think that the the complication can come from the fact that um the people see people see the game as this 1v1 format that is turning into a 1v1 v1 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 um when it's it's like it's not really the the intricacies of politics and uh, multiplayer a multiplayer format are are significantly more nuanced than if they were to just be uh like one versus three or like one v one v one v one yeah right? very different dynamics whichever way you go either four person free for all or one v three like those are just categorically very very different you're playing by a very different set of rules when you like show up to a, a table with that mentality or that experience yeah and I think that um, depending on how you look at it, you'll see either politics as an annoyance of you're not letting me do my thing because my cards say I'm allowed to do X, Y, Z, and the person to my left or my second left or whatever didn't decide to use their pact mitigation on me when they should have. Um, I think that it all just kind of depends on like what the what the perspective is when you're coming into the format and. Um, and I think that that's a large part of this discussion, but at the same time, there are people who are like, um, they're saying that they're commander, like CDH advocates, right? But they're not, they're like, oh, politicking is really annoying. Like people are posturing or they're like talking way too much and they're wasting energy, right? Um, I think the, the biggest thing that I've heard that I super agree with as someone who has played in and dealt in casinos before is that CDH is most akin to like a, a Texas Hold'em game or some sort of poker where mm -hmm. people are playing and posturing against one another and they're trying to like they're trying to communicate with one another that they have XYZ or they're gonna stop this that or the other uh, when they Do don't necessarily have this that, thing, right? Yeah. yeah so I think that um I think that the, the that sort of communication is the the biggest part of CDH. Um, it's part of like personally why I love the format is I think that like players' abilities to communicate, whether on a verbal or non-verbal level, are like they substantially impact the game and one's ability to bluff and like play play players in addition to the cards is like. <laughs> one of the reasons that uh, the format is so meaningful, successful, I'm not sure what the right word is, yeah, yeah. but um, I think that that is a, a large part of it. And when you're like, oh, I'd rather like, just, I'd rather just have my cards speak for like my playability, there's something to it, right? You can say like, oh, I knew to use my Cyclonic Rift at this time in order to generate the most advantage for me, that's super useful, right? That's good for you, that's good for the game, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, there's also something to, to be said for those who can say, hey, guys, I have this nature's claim. 
I'm not sure what I should use it on. Should I use it on this wrist exciting right now? Or should I wait to hold it for like a, a breach that might come down, like unprotected or something like that, right? And so I think that's uh, that's something that that is like really valuable to the format is politicking and deciding like as a table, what is good for us? What should we work together to accomplish? Um, and then those players who are more successful at negotiating with the table to skew that play pattern towards their favor, those players deserve to win. Yep. That's my perspective as someone who, like, I politic a lot. I, I'll cop to that. I think that it's a really important aspect of the game. I think that it's really useful. I think that it, it is an inherent player skill and personally i feel invalidated when players especially players who are like oh i'm a big member of this community i'm a big supporter of cdh say oh politicking is annoying politicking is like invalid politicking is something that uh, i don't support because players are communicating too much and i think that's uh just a different way of playing the game um I just, I disagree with it. Okay, so click clickbait question: Does politics have a place in CDH? <laughs> like, like, great, so great question. <laughs> so, like, that's that's kind of like where it boils down to. Because um, a lot of what I've seen, and like, I, I see both sides of it. I have been on the other end of like, guys, Joe's doing something. We need to fucking stop him right now. I'm like, guys, there's a Ristic study, and we've we've put four cards into it and I'm going to be putting more cards into it. I, what is going on? Like having to be on that sort of like back foot is annoying. I think at like a, a basic level, if you are not prepared for that, if you are not understanding for that, um, if you're not putting that into like your thought rotation, I can understand the frustration. I can understand where that comes from. Yeah, that's totally annoying. I'm here to play the game. You know, having someone be able to run away with the game because they looked at me and said, you have things on the board. My things on the board are not nearly as good as the things on your things on the board. You're the problem. I, I, I see that frustration. But at the same time, where smoking gun, where there's smoke, there's fire. Like, yeah, I'm pointing out the things on your board because they're scary. And then you start getting into the, oh, are, are we, you know, are, am I making a fuss out of nothing to rile the table up to do this, that, or the other, and then the mental games start playing. And I think for a lot of people, from what I've, I've, I've read and just kind of heard the mumblings of, that's where magic stops being magic, and that's where magic starts being this weird social game. And I, I can, I can understand the reasoning to want to play a card game for the cards and not play a card game for the people. I think that is a great philosophy and a great uh, understanding of card games if you're playing one versus one. I think that dynamic changes entirely when you introduce two other players into the game and everyone is fighting for their own win. Like, this isn't a cooperative board game. We're, we're, we are four-person free-for-all. One of us is going to win, and you want it to be yourself. That's a different dynamic to if me and you were to sit down and play a 1v1 format. I'm not going to tell you, oh, man, I'm not going to, like, counter-politic you. Like that, <laughs> that doesn't happen, right? Right. Um, yeah. And I, I agree. I think I agree with your your analogy of poker because, like, I have always thought of Magic even before I was a CDH player. Like, Magic is chess and poker in a high fantasy skin. I am, you know, moving my wizards on the chessboard and casting fireballs strategically. The this is that's always how Magic has been. And you know, we start getting into like the whole bluffing and stuff. It's like bluffing's always been a part of one. How many like? fucking the Luis Scott Vargas like pen trick for example that's a great that's a great bluff move but you can gray area all you want it was a good bluff move like that is that I think is like the most pol political you can get in like 1v1 and even and for then, those who don't know I, can you elaborate on what the pen move is yeah so for 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 the uninitiated um Oh, I, it's been a while since I've, I've revisited this moment, so I'm, I'm going to be missing some key some key details. Um, essentially, one of the one of the all time greats, Luis Scott Vargas, um, was facing down an attack. I think it was for lethal damage, and he had 
he had a trick up his sleeve or it, the attack was going to put him in such a position that he was essentially dead on the next turn. It was a very bad attack that he was trying to stop as much as possible, but he knew his opponent had something. Um, either it was revealed or he just had the he just had the tell on him. He got the read that there was something going on. So to try and induce going to the damage step before blockers are declared, because once we hit the damage step in the Magic the Gathering game, damage just happens. Like once we once we go no blockers declared, move to damage, damage happens immediately. There's no point at which you can interact with the game. And he was trying to get in a situation where He's at the most life total. He's not losing enough blockers. Once again, I'm forgetting details, but these are kind of the basic building blocks. Opponent declares attackers. Luis Scott Vargas thinks for a minute. He thinks and he thinks and he thinks. And he reaches to grab his pen. And his opponent says, okay, we're in damage step. And he's like, I didn't say that. I'm, I, we're, I didn't say we're in declared blockers yet. Right? We're leaving declared blockers step. He just grabbed his pen. Um, But he was able to elicit information. He was able to move the game state along by using out of game actions, essentially. Um, I feel like I'm missing cr critical parts for that story. It's been a while since I've revisited that moment, but that's kind of the gist of the pen trick, uh, was he bluffed that he was taking the damage uh, from the attack um, in order to induce more information out of his opponent to make a better play that he had waiting in the wings, but he needed to know what his opponent was going to do and wait until the last part of priority, essentially, for him to take his action. That dynamic happens all the time in, uh, in CDH. Literally nonstop. When you are signing up, you are going to experience that. Again, I, I can see how that can be frustrating. But also, at the same time, like, 1v1 magic exists. 1v1 other card games exist. Chess exists. This is a different beast in and of itself that I think it has to play by a different set of rules. And I think politics is where we kind of get into it. And I think politics as a term can be really, really murky. I, I think at its best level, it's threat assessment in your favor some of the time that's kind of the end of that thought okay <laughs> uh yeah i i i don't disagree with that at all uh i think that um i think that uh like you said at base level politics is um i'm assessing the game and i'm letting other players know so it's a form of communication right um mm -hmm. i've said this before i'll say it again um politicking is just communicating with the table yeah. Um, it's yeah. different ways of communicating with the table, but it's communicating with the other players in your game. And I think that um, people who uh, try to uh, dispossess or disavow this type of communication in a game, um, they're players who are very mathematically good at the game but not very good socially at a game and mm. uh, or maybe they are good socially at the game but they don't want to play that type of game yeah um, play magic not like survivor or whatever or right and, it, and that's totally game. fine but at the same time like that's just not what commander is right no. so you see people who are on like the commander advisory like group or council or whatever it's called and they talk about how um like this is what we're looking for in terms of banning cars. We want the game to be fun. We want the game to be this. We want the game to be that. We're not making this ban because it doesn't like doesn't scale well, or we are making this ban because it does it like we don't think that the game is fun with this card in the rotation. That's great, right? But at the same time, like you can't say that like players have to play your multiplayer format a specific way mm -hmm. if yeah. you're making that sort of like a broad blanket statement um you're saying like everyone has to enjoy this game the same way that i enjoy this game and i think that like from what we've seen historically obviously not that it can't change in the future but what we've seen historically is that the game is like trying to it's trying to uh, Almost feels it, at odds with each other sometimes. Yeah, it's trying to like bring in as many people as possible. Say, hey, this is what I like about the game, like magic in general, and I would like to, you to be able to enjoy that with me as well. Um, I would like two other players, in addition to us two, to be able to enjoy the, enjoy that as well, right? And so when someone comes in and says, hey, uh, 
communicating with other players is super um, unfun. It's not something that I enjoy. Uh, making deals with your opponent in order to thwart me, who's ahead uh, or not ahead, is really unfun. Um, that is something that I, I just disagree with. And whether or not you view it as being like the correct way to play the game, um, I think that like being able to play one's cardboard is great. Being, being able yep. to play one's yep. You gotta be able to fundamentally play the cardboard well. Yes, we you have to be that. able to fundamentally play the cardboard well, but you don't need to necessarily need to be able to play the cardboard to its 100% of its capacity, right? Because yeah. that's, especially if you're talking about a format where, that you want to be accessible, where proxying is a thing that we should encourage because we want many players to enjoy this format at a high level. You um, want your player, not the wallet, yep. Exactly. Like there's there's a there's a line there where it's like I want the player, not the wallet. Well, I want the player, not their ability to calculate numbers, right? Some people don't have the ability or like they don't want to learn how to calculate numbers specifically to a super high degree. They don't want to see, oh, well I drew this card, so the probability of XYZ is that um, and I don't think that it's, I don't think it's a very wholesome or healthy format where we discourage players who are trying to play it, play the game on a different axis from playing the game. I think that it is, I think it's inherently exclusionary when we say, hey, uh, politicking is annoying. Hey, politicking is not cool. I'm just here to use CDH as a way to refine my, like, foundational magical skills. Um, I want to be able to, uh, make sure that, like, I understand the strategic cost of XYZ, and because of that, I'm taking this game action. Okay, great. But, like, at, and I'm However, sure you're the anyone right who... Now and no one's trying to win at the moment. We need to stop you. Sure. And yes, exactly. And I think that, um, I think that like, that's a really important part of the game is like when a player says, Hey, uh, it's really annoying when someone said, when someone like politics, the table against you, um, when you haven't done anything, uh, but like you're also playing, but also like three decks at the table are like stacks or ad nauseum and you're, or sorry, not stacks or ad nauseum. They're playing stacks or mid range and you're playing ad nauseum. Um, like, yeah, and someone says, hey, go for it first, you're the turbo the deck. You need to be stopped. We need to pressure your life total as a resource instead of attacking one another. And you're like, oh, this feels bad. Why are you attacking me? I'm just doing, sitting here doing nothing. Yes, you're doing nothing because you're playing bad cards, because you're playing ad nauseum. You're just trying to resolve one specific spell on turn like four or five at the latest that will draw you 30 to 40 cards that will allow you to win the game yeah. like <laughs> why are you complaining when someone says hey let's stop them from doing that so scot-free sure they're not taking any game actions but that's because they aren't being stopped by any game actions the only thing mm -hmm. that's restricting the game actions they can take is the fact that their life total is dropping below 40 right and i think that, that is something that I disagree with. Like, why are we stopping yeah, players yeah. from playing on this additional axis other than numbers, mm -hmm. right? Like, and and especially if you're trying to make the format accessible, why are we saying, hey, let's stop more veteran players from conveying information to less veteran players so they can play more correctly? Yeah. Or like innovating. Like that that's one of the things that I feel like it's Kind of, kind of goes without saying is like it's it's innovation like you can't put four people with theoretically their own agency in a competition and say one of you has to be the winner and not expect some le level of communication or cooperation throughout the entirety of the thing and i think if you start going the way of oh politics annoying politics bad for the game you you throw out one of the like unique parts about cdh there's a number of other competitive card games out there. Um, none none of which are CDH. None of which play by the drum of CDH. None of which do the things that CDH allows you to do. 
You know, no, none of none of the games let you play with vintage level magic cards um, in a competitive environment, a willing and growing competitive environment. Um, and that's where a lot of it gets to me. Okay, so no, I, I agree with you, right? Um, so one of the things, like, I just started playing Lorcana recently, right? Me too. Why are we. That game is that inherently so fun, better than Magic the Gathering as far as a 1v1 format goes, right? It, it, the the matchups are more. It's Magic, it's Magic the Gathering 2, as far as I'm concerned. It's Magic the Gathering 2. The matchups are more balanced. The mulligans are easier. The player skill is more broad as far as, mm -hmm. like, how to play the game. What is a correct decision? Um, the thing about Magic is that um, the game's been established so long that there are quote-unquote correct ways to play the game. And I think that uh, there are... There's a lot to dissect when it comes to that. But when veteran players say, hey, let's stop CDH from being unique. Let's stop CDH from introducing additional game mechanics for lack of a better term yeah. to the format yeah, and instead let's just play 1v1 magic but in a four player format with some extra life so that my card called the nauseam is better um there's no reason to play that game you're not incentivizing any new players to join the format there's no reason to encourage players to join this base for commander right it's just um it's just players saying that I would like my card that I like, quote unquote, ad nauseum or underworld breach or whatever, with the specific card pool or life total or whatever, to be better. Um, I would like this to be really strong. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to feel powerful when I cast and resolve this card. Um, Don't we all? But there's nothing that differentiates you from any other card game on the market at that point, right? Any other TCG, whether it's Flesh and Blood, whether it's Lorcana, uh, One Piece, like any of these things out there, they're all the same as whatever you're offering at that point. The only thing you're saying is, oh, what if we introduced two other players? So theoretically, if I make a mistake, one other player can capitalize instead of giving it to my opponent. Um, you're basically introducing a format, and this will be a hot take, but you're basically introducing a format that says, what if my lack of skill doesn't punish me, but it punishes you, my opponent, <laughs> for being third or fourth in turn order? Like, um, yeah. And like, that's like, it's really, I'm sure that will be controversial, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it's saying, right? It's like, I don't want to lose to you, but I'd rather lose to the person who's immediately after me because you stopped me. So instead, I'm punishing you for stopping me from winning the game. And it's just this whole idea of like, uh, I want to win fast. Um, great, if you can win good. fast and it's unpunished, go for it. I'm all in favor of it. I got aced by um, an excellent player. Um, they go by Nate uh, on the internet and eight. Um, and they aced me on turn one, first seat. There was nothing we could do. If we had a force of will, we would have blown them out. If we had any form of turn zero interaction, we would have blown them out. No one had turn zero interaction. No one had free interaction. Um, we were just done, right? And great, that was excellent assessment on their part. They assessed their turn order correctly. They assessed their seat, like their, their role at the table correctly. They were the aggressive deck. They won the die roll. Um, they they had, the they again. won the die roll. They had everything going in their favor. That's fantastic. So good that, for them. They that, played that is, correctly. That is card games. Sometimes you just get a free win. That just Sometimes happens. you do just get a free win. That just occurs. Um, and like, congratulations. Honestly, we should have mulliganed better as their opponents, understanding what the roles at the table and their decks were. Yeah. Um, that said, we didn't. They got a free win. Good for them. Was it RNG based? Somewhat, sure. Bit, it was yeah. also somewhat skill based because of mulligans, right? Um, why? But why are we saying that other players? So, like, say someone mulls to three because they have they want force of will plus blue card and like maybe a land so they can make a turn one play um, to stop this turbo deck from winning if they're super super scared. Why are we punishing that player so incredibly hard for stopping you 
the person to that player's left now, or to the turbo player's left or whatever, now wins the game because they also kept a super fast hand. Like, maybe we should say, oh, that person molded a three. They're on a control deck. We should now, as the turbo deck, say, hmm, maybe we should like slow play this and try and accumulate additional resources or accumulate like some sort of protection before we go for it because they mold so low as a control deck they obviously got something to stop us on turn zero um and that's sort of what this whole like episode boils down to is just play smart don't get mad at other players for conspiring you the fast player or the advantage player or whatever in, uh, to stop you from winning the game. They need to communicate. They need to like devise a plan to stop you. Otherwise, you're basically just rolling the dice, whether it's for turn order or how many cards in hand or how poorly your opponents play uh, into your Rhystic study or something like that as to how you win the game. Um, as a mid-range player, I will say, if I resolve a turn one Rhystic study, um, and I, I'm probably winning the game unless my opponents communicate and say, Hey guys, I have this Besiegeu or Nature's Claim or Abrupt Decay or whatever it is, and I'm willing to waste my entire turn to delete this card that's stopping us from playing the game, but if I do this, you guys shouldn't win this turn. And if my opponents say, great, I won't win this turn, then we can, we can like, together, we can delete the Rhystic Study so that they can, like, this person, this mid-range player, uh, can be stopped from advantaging themselves, and they can win the game. Um, Joe and I were playing a casual game just the other day, That's where true. all it took was, um, hey, I'm not sure you can beat Joe, because they have four cards in hand, and you have zero, mm -hmm. and, um, and they have... Um, a semi-adequate board state, and your board state, while, like, admirable, you have no cards in hand, and nothing yeah, coming up. Crazy. Uh, so, like, why don't you not kill me, and I can potentially stop their win, because I have interaction in my hand. Um, player bites, player says, okay, let's not, like, I'm not gonna kill you. Uh, I'm able to stop Joe, just as I said I, said I would be able to, and, uh, and then the the game rotates and I I suddenly jump to an advantage state because of the play that I've made um, that stopped Joe from winning but also advantaged me because it was not it was not just a selfless like charity play it was a smart play mm -hmm. um, it was it was leveraging my position as being able to interact into also well I guess I can also advance my board state and now suddenly I'm able to overload a Cyclonic Rift, no one interacts with it, it resolves, and now I'm in a winning board state. Now at this point, obviously, I am ahead, right? Everyone should say this. Everyone in the world should say, oh, you just overloaded a Cyclonic Rift on turn seven. Yes, you're ahead. You have four creatures on the board, you have your commander in the field, you have six mana, like, you're ahead. <laughs> if anyone says you're not, they're wrong. Um, if anyone says that your two opponents should, we've already killed someone, your two opponents should not be politicking, communicating to say, hey, that person's super far ahead. Or hey, what do we you, should what do you stop them. Yeah, or like, what do you have access to? Like, what can you Or do what do you have right? access to? What can you do in this situation? Exactly. Like, if anyone says you shouldn't be doing that, or it's annoying, or like, it's it's not enhancing your foundational magic skills, like, that is just, that is an objectively terrible idea. It's a bad take. People who say this, um, they might win games, but they're winning so on RNG. Uh, like, this, this idea of... Oh, I'm not going to communicate with my opponents. I'm going to bank on everything I have. And like, maybe I say, hey guys, do this. Um, and they may or may not listen to me. Like, that's just a bad idea. That's bad politicking. But that is politicking. Because let's be very clear at this point. Anyone who sits down at a four-player Magic the Gathering game is politicking. Whether it's by saying, hey guys, I'm not going to politic with you this game. That is a that is here's, inherently here's my a form side. of politics. It is the equivalent, and I've mentioned this before in one of our previous episodes on politics. This is the equivalency of world political leaders saying, 
I'm not going to negotiate with you. I do not negotiate with terrorists. I'm going to do what I want to do, no matter what, regardless of the repercussions. Um, and there's, there's a world where that is a good situation to be in. There's also a world where that is a very bad situation to be in. And, um, and I think a lot of times, based upon the way that, like, um, MTG Commander starts, where all players are theoretically, inherently, even other than turn order, um, refusing to negotiate with your fellow opponents is an awful way to play the game. And that's just, that's, that's the way that I see the game. That's, uh, and I think that I've seen a lot more players lose the game based on their I'm not going to politic with you, Stance. I'm not going to miss strike deals. I'm not going to communicate. Uh, then I have players who are like, oh, well, I can do this. If I do this, will you do that? Um, and players are like, oh, yeah, sure. Um, we've uh, we've re referenced before, like, the uh, Pacific Northwest Regional Championships games um, where uh, where different players communicated super effectively with one another. Um, and some of that was like, hey, I can stop this. If I stop this, are you gonna win? No? Okay. Well then I'm willing to stop this player from winning the game. Um, uh, I can do this. Can anyone else back me up or second this remo removal spell or whatever? Um, if so, then I'll take this like sort of gambit-y action um, because it stops this person from winning the game, and we, as their three opponents, need them to not win the game for any of the three of us to have a chance at winning the game. And so that's where I think that, like, the foundational misassessment of what skills are when it comes to Commander is. Um, it comes down to players saying, oh, it's all about how I play the card, when I play the card. Sure. It sometimes. is. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes, exactly. But a lot of the time it's also like, what specific context are you playing that card in? For example, if I cast Silence in response to an opponent's attempted Thoracle, if I say, oh, Thoracle on the stack, Silence, my opponents are probably going to allow this to resolve because it allows me to either counterspell or prevent a consult or something like that in response to the Thoracle trigger. That said, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not going to go, okay, we'll all establish this like infinite mana combo over the top in response and then kill the table in response to the cast of Thoracle under a silence protection. Um, just because like I cast the silence in response to an opponent's game winning play. It's all about the context, right? It's mm -hmm. all about the communication within that context. Because if an opponent says, oh, I have mental misstep, and I would very much like to misstep the consult that's following, but it could also be tainted packed. So silence is like, it's fair, I understand it, but I kind of want to misstep the silence now because your deck can win at instant speed. Like, now you're stuck with the, okay, well. Now you're in the rock and the hard place. Exactly, you're like, well, I was planning on winning under the silence, but like, you have a misstep, and if you misstep this, this the console is probably gonna resolve for like an infinite mana combo. Like, okay, well, I won't win this turn. Um, I'll, I'll silence, hopefully everything like resolves and nothing else occurs. And I'll, the turn will pass and it'll get to me and I'll be able to try a, a win attempt protected with like a Grand Abolisher or a Ranger Captain or like maybe Whatever, even unprotected based upon what I have in hand like at that time. Um, it all just depends on context. Mm -hmm. uh, though like I'll take this this opportunity like, to mention like, once again. If this again, is happening on turn one, that's different from this is, if this is happening on turn one. Exactly, right? It's all context-based. And once again, I'll take this opportunity just to plug. If you make a deal with someone, keep the deal. Keep sure, the deal. you may win a 128-player like, like tournament this one specific time. But you're going to do that, and you're going to do that off the back of a lie. No one will ever trust you again. No one will ever make a deal with you again. So yes, the so next time you're going to play a 240-player event with, like, 
a time twister or like a black lotus or whatever on the line and you're like guys i truly have nothing and they're like yeah you have one card in your hand and you're not showing it to us i don't trust you counterspell your play and they punt the game you can only blame that on yourself for having lied in a previous game where you're like oh yeah guys i have nothing silence resolves Thoracle console like um you just have to like it's all about context it's all about communicating it's all about being honest and having like best intentioned or at least faithful communication between yourself and others so i looked at the timer that was like a 20 minute rant I, I, dude, I have thoughts on this. I have thoughts on this. Literally. I'm just like, the entire time, I'm just like, I don't want to, like, interrupt this. You're kind of spitting right now. I just want to let you spit. Like, this is the way that we play in the Pacific Northwest, and players, we have a couple of players who have made scummy and or lied deals, and it's, like, really, like, like, not even finagled. It's, like, it's like 20% past finagled. Because, like, I can get on board with finagling, right? Like, mm. you you made a deal. You said, I won't win this turn. Final fortune. I win the next turn. Yeah. But, like, like Absolutely. I can, I can problem, get on guys. board with that. Yeah, got me. Yeah. I didn't sign the terms and conditions the way I should have. But at the same time, we have players in the PNW who will say, Oh, I'm not going to, like, do... I won't cast a Dockside Extortionist this turn. And they straight up... They don't reanimate it. They don't Evo it into play. They say, oh, I'm going to cast a Doxite Extortionist. And you're like, oh, well, you said you wouldn't cast it. And they're like, well, I'm casting it. And there's no legally binding obligation for me to hold to that. Right? Okay, great. You got this whole ass pod because you lied to us. Will you ever succeed again? Probably not. Because oh, we're gonna, we're never going to trust you. We're going to counterspell every pseudo-advantageous play you make. Um, and we're going to make sure that you never get a leg up or into a position where you can try and advance yourself. Because we don't trust you and we don't ever want you to win. And that's the type of like play that happens in this area, at least. Maybe it's different in other areas of the, of the U.S. I don't know. Um, I haven't played with those areas before. But I've also heard tell of like people who have played in those areas saying like, oh, this player said XYZ and their friend said, I don't trust them. And then countersold their play and then I won because of it. Even if it was maybe the correct play to let resolve. Like that's the type of thing you have to deal with if you're a liar. So once again, continuing the rant, don't lie. Just, just if you're gonna politic, be sincere about it, be honest. Um, and if you're going to finagle, finagle, but don't go to the 20% beyond it where you're like, oh, I'm not going to win this turn. And then like at the end step, I'm going to win. Like that's still the same turn, guy. Cast the yeah. final fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, like the line is always, oh, I won't kill your thing. I will bounce it, however. I will exile it. Like, that's one I thing. Just the thing like I said I was going to do, I did something gameplay mechanically very different just make sure like and and also on the flip side don't be mad if someone finagles you like it's if someone happen. says i'm not gonna kill your thing i'll exile your thing you can't be mad at them you didn't sign the terms and conditions yeah, you didn't, you didn't you say didn't. don't remove my thing yeah just nice use here. broad blanket statements if it's that if it's that simple <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't even know, like, where I need to, like, God, like, I, there's so much that you, like, covered and talked about. I don't even know, like, where to start dissecting it. I don't know, if y'all got thoughts, put them in the fucking comments. Um, add us in the Discord, all that stuff. This is, this is... Yeah, please, please, at me in the Discord if you have a thought, if you have a comment. Yeah, no, our, I will our, happily our, discourse with you. I'll, our Discord I may or may not disagree with you, but I will discourse with you. Yeah, um, yeah, no, um, I, I found the original thought before the 20 minute rant, but like, I, it feels so like, I don't know, it, I mean, fuck it, I don't care. Um, I think a lot, a lot of the like change in like politicking comes down to, uh, I think a large part of the game has moved past, we only interact when the Thorgul is on the stack, or only interact when the Breach is on the stack. Like, I feel like 
We have moved past the point where we are only casting counter spells on exactly the spells that say win the game on them or implicitly on them. Um, and I think because of that, the waters get murky. And because the waters get murky, that means people can start doing things. Welcome to the flexibility era, bitch. Um, like, yeah, I... <sighs> Politics is part of the reason why this game is cool. And I, I just, I will never understand the notion of thinking that one of the core components that make this card game unique from any other card game, either in Magic or outside of it, is a detriment or at the very best a nuisance uh, a, a bug that needs to be fixed i i personally can't subscribe to that idea it feels it feels ludicrous to me it's like saying oh i want to play commander but i don't want the commander in the command zone it's like well that's buddy boy that's that's the reason you're here that's you legacy mean? just play, just play vintage legacy. or legacy vintage at that or point. legacy like those formats are fine please it, this if that's the gameplay you want it's right there. <laughs> you are allowed to enjoy these things. Oh, but it's and, not inclusive. They don't let me yeah, proxy. You can, you can play both. Oh my god. It, commander games go long. Did you, did you get comboed out by Sprogsai in turn one? Bust out the legacy. Let's play legacy. Like, you can do both of these things. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's wild. It's just, it's just wild. As I have gone better at politicking, because I feel like I have made significant progress in my, in my political game since last we talked about politics, it is, yeah, like, you can do, the Jedi mind tricks exist, they're cool, I've done them, they've been done to me hundreds of times. It doesn't, it's not a sexy kind of allure to it. Well, 40% is, 40% is. Um, but that's not, that's not the entire thing. I think just making sure that the table is able to stay focused, it, I, I kind of like partially re-listened to our politics episode because I knew we wanted to talk about this. Um, a large part of what we said is just making sure that everyone's on the same page. Making sure that, yes, we we are sitting down with three mid-range decks and an ad nauseum deck, like a, a, a known ad nauseum list. Because we are entrenched in the swamp, because we know what these cards do, even if we aren't up to snuff 100%, chances are, given the way CDH players tend to be pretty obsessive about the thing that we're into, Chances are there's going to be someone at the table that is more than willing to tell you that's an ad nauseum deck. Hit the ad nause deck. That the card ad nauseum high likelihood of being being included in that person's list. You can lean on that information. You can go to a table and understand the broad strokes of the format, how to interact, the way priority works, the way you know turn orders and, and windows work. You can take those things and and lean on those as fundamentals and then rely on other people to fill in the cracks that's where i think cdh is cool that's where i think politics to me you start talking taking away the politics you start taking away that ability to lean on the table as a resource for yourself to make sure the table is playing the best game possible the other night you referenced a game we got down to heads up holy shit that was some of the best cdh i have played in a long time we couldn't have gotten to that point if it weren't for politics and at that point it's just 1v1 like it, it face up like we don't need to lie about this you're i we all we both know what we're trying to do but like the entire time you know i'm not necessarily wheeling and dealing but i'm asking i'm making i'm making like i am making decisions that were bad but i am recognizing that they're bad and i'm learning from them there are mistakes and decisions i won't make again however you still have to talk with the table and like explore the options, hear out the options. There was a play where I could have just held the tie hostage with an opposition agent in the yard. I instead decided, I think it's too risky to let the tie stick around because you will be able to stop uh, you from, from winning and give you the interaction you need. But you could also probably just win on top of it as well. It's really where that decision came down to. Um, but you can't get to that point unless you know. And unless you are living, breathing, shitting, eating, I said eating twice, twice, sleeping, CDH. It's okay to not be doing that. It's okay to ask the table, is this the right thing? Should I be doing this now? Are we worried? If nothing else, you are trying to fish for your own information. Maybe you are doing this because you have combo in hand and you're trying to see what's potentially out there. That is obviously a thing that can happen. Cards in our hands are powerful for a reason. They are multifaceted for a reason. 
that's kind of the risk of magic. Like your opponent could be sitting on three lands in hand and draw and draw fourth. Four cards in hand, yeah, they could be lands. They could be nothing. They could be everything. That's <laughs> it's, it's cardboard. It's cardboard. It's, that's how the, that's how this game works. That's how that's how the game the game uh, that's how this all works. And it's it, it just it's yeah I it's wild. It's it's just simply wild. Right, and so like I think that um, so like this whole conversation like stems from a couple of tweets um, out there in the verse that uh, that like sparked this conversation between mm-hmm. us, and then we wanted to share it with y'all. But like to to be honest, it's uh, it's it's once again, it just comes down to like so players who dislike politics say, oh, this is a good idea. It's just something that, like, I don't like it when you politic. It, it generates value. It's a mm-hmm. good idea. Yeah. It's strategically smart. I don't like it when you do that because I don't want to do that. It's annoying for me. Okay, great. Fantastic. If you don't want to do that and you would like to play with a similar card pool, go play Vintage or Legacy. Like, or just don't compete in tournaments. Or don't compete. Go, don't compete in tournaments. You don't have to. It's not required. And I, I truly do. I would love to have more people play. I respect yeah, the absolutely. fact that like proxies make the format more inclusive. I like that. There are a lot of really good players out there who make very good like threat assessment calls who make strong political deals who I've played with before because they're playing proxies and they're not and they they they're the format is accessible to them based upon this idea of oh I don't want to purchase the cards um for whatever reason uh but I can play very smart I can play very well based upon uh if I have access to the same card pool right mm-hmm. um those players are good they like I said good good assessment good deals whatever um don't they don't complain about when someone else out politics them they say oh maybe i as a player need to accommodate for something that i lost to Mm -hmm. um it's something that i would like to be better at uh, for sure is saying hey i lost here's why i lost i need to come up with some way to deal with that uh, to overcome that way that I lost. Um, stop. So it basically boils down to me, like this whole episode, it's just like me saying, stop complaining about someone out politicking you. Stop complaining about, oh, this taxes my mental energy, blah, 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 blah. We all have struggles. We all have things that we deal with. Um, go ahead and like get better at the game, level up, like find that moment, um, no matter who you are and say, Hey, uh, maybe if I'm losing and I truly care about winning this match, um, I'm not going to worry about like taxing my mental energy to p- defend my position. Maybe I should just like, like defend my position, no matter yeah. what the cost. I just mm-hmm. want to win. Um, and yes, is that is that somewhat exclusionary? Sure. Is that somewhat like like taxing on people's ability? Sure. But at the same time, it's like the whole idea of you got to draw a line somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to f- say this is acceptable and this isn't. And for me personally, at least, I say that the idea of uh, forcing people out of the format or forcing people to only be good at the format in the specific way you want to be good at the format based upon your like social media clout or whatever, that is not that is not, not an acceptable thing. That's where I draw the line. People yeah. should be able to feel free to innovate, feel free to like, like try new things because these people are the same people who are saying, oh, just play a nausea, just play the way I'm playing, just play Thoracle, blah, 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 blah. Um, these are the same people uh, who are making the argument of, oh, politicking is bad because, hey, I'll say it, if politicking is becomes illegal, if players suddenly are not allowed to speak in a Magic the Gathering game, Ad nauseum is 100% the best strategy in a oh, 40 yeah. life format. Absolutely, it doesn't well, matter. I'll risk my point. yeah. I'm gonna risk my 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 20% win chance on a dice roll every single time, and then my ability to mulligan. 
um, because that's all it is. It has nothing to do with skill at that point. It's entirely luck based. Um, and so, and so once again, I just, I think that it's, it's unreasonable. And that is where I draw the line as a player, as a content creator at this point. Like, that's kind of what our podcast is. It's content. Um, like, I, you can uh, put that label on yourself. I ain't touching the content. <laughs> fair enough. Like, whatever. Uh, but it's, uh, it's just like, you can't exclude people based on like solely their ability to mulligan or like win a die roll that seems inane to me and uh it doesn't matter who you are and so like that's that's sort of where i end up in this discussion sort of like why i think that the whole thing about like oh politics is like it's it's too like advantageous to people who can who can communicate well blah 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 blah. again Um, yeah sometimes it is but sure yeah sure sometimes it is but also like so are mulligans if you're super numbers based if you're super skilled mulligans better in, like, be on tight on, on fleek dude i swear to god if that's yeah the if you're super skilled at mulliganing if you're super skilled at like determining how numbers work like great that's awesome for you um personally that's not how i like i'm not very very skilled at mulligans everything that like I have come to be able to deduce in terms of mulligans has been hard fought in terms of like many, many, many hundreds of thousands of games um, that I have mulliganed for and practiced with and like talked with other people with. Um, That is something that I have fought for Mm -hmm. to develop and I still don't think that like mulliganing is a a prime skill of mine. but I don't think that you should be invalidating my ability to play the game effectively based on my ability to communicate, hey, guys, yeah, I know they haven't done anything this whole game, but that's what makes them scary, is they haven't done anything this whole game, and they're playing Grixis as their as their core, like, um, uh, Evelyn is their Grixis commander. Doing? Like, they haven't done anything. Yeah. They're waiting for the perfect window. We need to be punching the shit out of them and forcing them into a suboptimal window to try and win the game so that we can counterspell them and stop them. Because us, the three other players playing whatever strategies that aren't that, need them to not win the game in order for any of the three of us to win the game. And so, once again, it's all about communication it's all about framing it's all about like saying hey i'm not super good at numbers but i do understand that like this is really bad for us and if you're counterspelling my rhystic study that means that you're not counterspelling their reanimate on world war Trek. like and yeah. that's awful for the table compared to like rhystic study while it is bad for the table you can technically play around it you cannot play around losing the game and so that's really Try what it boils you down specifically to. might you can't that was just supposed to be a funny yeah, joke that was uh that was the end of my thought <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um and it's not it's not an unlearnable thing i am able to learn these things i am not a great politicker i am functionally able to speak at a normal level i enjoy the people from time to time, I enjoy the talking. Even from time to time, that's why that's why we have this podcast because I enjoy the talking. Like it's not it's not like everything else. It's not unlearnable. It's not so far out of reach that it's not attainable if you want to. You can you can leave it on the table. That's fine. You can leave your mulligans on the table. That's fine. You can make your leave your deck construction on the table. That's fine. You can leave your micro and macro table on the uh, micro and macro gameplay on the table that's fine however if you want to get better if you want to improve these are things that you need to tackle and need to face at some point in your journey however long that is however short that is if you put out the goal to yourself i want to get better at this game unfortunately politicking is one of those things you are going to need to get better at Every route's going to be different. The route I have taken to attain my, I don't know, like, yellow belt at politicking. What's above yellow belt again? White, yellow, Bro, I don't know. I, I never took karate, so I don't know. Purple, blue, <laughs> blue belt. 
I have my yellow belt in, in politicking. Like, I, I'm not white belt. I'm a little bit above white belt. I know what I'm doing to know how to not fuck up sometimes. I still fuck up a lot, but I know how to not really fuck up. Um, and it's all a process. It's all, it's all, it's all muscle. It's all something that you can work on. You can improve. You can get better with. And once again, it's a, it's a core part of the game. This is, this is something you can work on. It is not something that needs to be chewed out with. You know, I, I think a lot of people are just, are just scared of the Jedi mind tricks and it happens. It, it, it does. It really, you really does. You will occasionally someone... get Jedi mind tricks. I am Even the by the Jedi mind <laughs> Jedi mind shickable person in the world. Well, it's gonna happen. The people who are who are like, dude, I hate politics. This is the worst thing in the world. They're the people who are gonna mind trick you the hardest. They're gonna be like, Absolutely. guys, they're they're gonna be silent the entire game and be like, guys, we need to counter this Ristic study or we lose the game. And then you're gonna go, okay, red blast the Ristic study. Person is gonna go, okay, pass. And then that same player is gonna go Thoracle console, and you're gonna be like, damn. Really Damn. wish I had that Why like, Ristic study in play or like a red blast or something. It's something, yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes that happens. You, you, you face it enough, you go, okay, man, how the fuck do I stop this? And you learn to be like, hold on, why are we listening to you? Why are you scared of this? Why do you not yes. want the Ristic study around? Yes. Why specifically do you hate this card right exactly. here? Exactly. You've taken zero game actions all game. Why do you care about the Ristic Study? You yeah. was at five mana now. Why do you care about Ristic Study? Exactly. Like, you've not done anything. This player yeah. has drawn two cards off it the whole game. Why do we need to destroy it? Yeah. Um, like what? What? What active harm is it doing? It, it, it stops the Adnaz. It stops the breach. Is what it's doing. Um, it, that's, that's that's what it does. That's what it does. So that, that's how you fight back. That You're, there, there's the free nugget. Uh, yeah, no, like that—that's that is a nugget of free information. You can you can feel free to use. If you feel like you are being Jedi mind tricked into using your removal spell, ask them why you want it to be removed. And then when they give you an answer, you turn to the other two people that you were with and go, "Hey guys, that make I am sense? one person, <laughs> one perspective on the entire world in this game. How do you feel about this yeah, whole situation?" Honestly, though, that's the big thing, right? It's like like because. I, as someone who does not lie in CDH games, um, but also is an incessant politicker in CDH games, even at the competitive level, it's like, okay, guys, we need to do XYZ. And yes, do I finagle? Yes. Does that mean that I'm going to lie to you? Never. Does that mean I'm going to go 20% beyond and say, uh, hey guys, I'm not going to cast this Dockside Extortionist. Cast Dockside Extortionist? Never. Um, but like at the same time, uh, you have to you have to communicate right so um making sure that you get multiple perspectives like joe said um making sure that uh you're you're finding out why a person is like politicking you a specific way because whether or not it's incorrect or correct has nothing to do with why they're politicking you everyone is politicking to try and win the game right mm -hmm. uh whether or not that's the hard part is deducing why they're trying to politic you. Is it to not lose the game, or is it so they can win the game? And uh, that's the challenging part. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Oh, I, I 100% agree. That is the challenge. That is the challenging part. Uh, yeah, I have nothing more. I feel like I need to say on this topic. I feel like we've uh, we've word vomited enough. Well, I think you have. I, I, I word vomited. <laughs> Oh, I could keep word vomiting, but I feel like I have nothing more useful to contribute to this conversation. Mm -hmm. So in conclusion, um, if you Jedi mind trick, you are the scum of the earth. And if you play ad nauseum, you are, you are God's gift to everyone. So true. <laughs> I would never Jedi mind trick and I would always cast ad nauseum. Oh, God, I will get Jedi mind tricked again. It will happen this week. I can guarantee it. <laughs> Probably by you. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I guess that is, like, the last thing I can, like, contribute, truly, is that um, Jedi mind tricks, while scary, are so infrequent. Like, yeah. even from someone who politics incessantly, Jedi mind tricks don't occur except in rare circumstances. Very, very, very rarely will you hear someone go, 
oh, this thing. And then someone else goes, oh, that thing. That was like unrelated or like very tangentially related. And it was exactly what the person wanted. And it was intentional. Mm. Like, that's so uncommon. It just, Jedi mind tricks, scary. Do they happen? No, because Jedi are extinct. Why? Because of the Sith. Um, but, uh, but no, for real, like Jedi mind tricks, they, they're cool. Is it something we would all love to be able to do on command? Yes. Is it something that any of us can do on command? No. Um, politics are really important to playing the game effectively at a competitive level because communication is inherently important, uh, when there is more than two people involved and uh, it is inherently important when there are only two people involved because as we've talked about when, when comparing the the format to modern or legacy or something uh communicating with something like the pen trick or something like uh bluffing uh based on how you type your mana or anything like anything like that is really important um so oh, I, I thought of another 1v1 bluff that's one of my all-time favorites oh yeah please i'd love to okay hear so this is the pithing needle trick. Oh, this is so good. I freaking love this one. Okay, so the scenario is this. It's a modern event. Uh, this is some time ago. Deathrite Shaman was legal and modern. Um, the player with a Deathrite Shaman also has a polluted delta on the battlefield. They have some mana up. The Deathrite Shaman is active. Um, and I, I don't think the person casting the pithing needle was at lethal damage from the Deathrite Shaman. I think they just wanted to maybe get out from underway. Either way, the Deathrite Shaman player has a counter spell. This person casting the Pithing Needle is trying to figure out a way to get the Pithing Needle to resolve in in whatever way, shape, or fashion. So what does the player do? Looks at the board, looks at the Deathrite Shaman, reads the abilities of Deathrite Shaman, asks for a judge, asks a question, um, asks the question, can I name Deathrite Shaman with Pithing Needle? I think Pithing Needle was no information at the time, or either way, it was about to be irrelevant, whether or not that was uh, the case. Judge says, yes, you can legally declare Deathrite Shaman as the name of Pithing Needle. Now, the person with the Deathrite Shaman, the Polluted Delta, and the Counterspell in hand, they don't really care about not getting access to their Deathrite Shaman. They just need to untap and be able to do their thing. They're kind of just holding open mana to see if the window's clear. Person casts the Pithing Needle, they go, yeah, sure, it resolves. Jump. Cool. Enter the battlefield. Uh, we're naming Polluted Delta. Your land is now locked down. You are now two turns behind me. <laughs> Symphony. Absolute symphony. I love that one so much. It's so good. It's so it's, good. It, it's, That's it's a so Jedi good. mind trick. That's Doesn't happen frequently. Trick. No, but when it does, oh baby, is it cool. Oh man, are you riding high? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just another one. I, I man. All right. All, those old limits just get me every time. I love them so, so, so much. So good. Or chalice checking. Oh, Bro, we could go on for checks. days with these. Yep. Just like the the insane Jedi mind tricks that have occurred that will never work again. They work exactly one time and then never again. Yeah. But with that. Uh, yeah. With that. Um, don't talk to me during CDH, otherwise I think you're awful and, and terrible, um, and that the last two statements I said were a lie. Truly, um, don't no. even say hi to me. Don't even say hi to me. Uh, it, I can't look at you unless you want to say nothing and only say the words, uh, cast ad nauseum on Insta. <laughs> Alright, um, actual outro, third time. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for listening to Atlas Ramble for an hour straight. I had a great time. I hope you all had a great time. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for indulging my my <laughs> passions. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Discord's in the description. Hit us up on there if you want to say Atlas is a big, dumb duty head. Um, Please do. Right. I would love to hear it. Absolutely. All right. We'll catch you later. <laughs>